Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Dr. Karen Bethia, Senior Pastor of Set the Captives Free Outreach Center in Baltimore, Maryland, where we are giving back what we owe. Outreach, worship, and education. Welcome to our Set Free Podcast. It is my hope that as you listen, you will be liberated, empowered, built up, encouraged, and inspired to be all that God has created you to be. God bless you. Tell your neighbor, he kept me. God kept me. Look at somebody else say, honey, if you only knew what I went through last year, I know God kept me. I didn't keep myself through all of that. God kept me, and I'm glad about it. Amen. We were over, had the opportunity this uh, weekend to go over and spend some time with my brother, Pastor John Jenkins, over at First Baptist Glen Arden. <sighs> yeah. And that song reminds me of Friday night, Bishop Jake's preach, Get a Grip on It. Almost let go get a grip on it. And so that song just brings confirmation. How many of you know that if it were not for the Lord on our side, many of us would have lost our grip by now. We would have slipped, fell out of here. Come on. But God has kept us. Can we just give the Lord a hand clap of, of appreciation? Jesus. Glory to God. We love the Lord. Don't worry about it today. We only have 14 more weeks to deal with this. It's going to be all right. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I can deal with where I'm at when I know where I'm headed. <laughs> I can take today and the challenge. Oh, thank you so much. And the challenges of it when I know where I'm going. Brother Greg, thank you so much. You're such a blessing. Sometimes people don't know all the hard work that goes into just a Sunday morning service. Amen. I'm waiting for him to stand so we can thank him. He said, oh, Lord. Those behind the scenes people, they don't like no attention. Don't worry about it. Stand up because we want to thank you. Can you thank Brother Greg more? Don't worry about it. I don't have that many slides today. It's okay. <laughs> Only 14 more weeks to deal with this. Hallelujah. God is such a good God. Amen. And uh, how many of you are just really, I mean, really thankful? Just so thankful, you know? Just thankful. 
Can you turn to one person and listen? We're not trying to get into your business, but there are some things you can share. Just tell them one thing good that God did for you recently. I'm trying to encourage somebody's heart. Find somebody you can take a moment and just testify to. Say, child, guess what the Lord did? Go and tell them. Tell somebody. Make you want to shout, don't it? Make you want to holler. Make you want to praise. Make you want to run around the room. Hallelujah. Make you want to throw your head back and shout glory. Yes, he did. God kept me. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to pump you up here, me. I'm not I, I am trying to impart an attitude though of the heart. There's one praise when you know, you know. But there's a whole different praise when God has been all you have had and he has come through. There's a different kind of praise when you know you would have gone literally out of your mind because of the precious of life. There's a different kind of worship when you have been set free for real, when you have been delivered for real, when you have been redeemed and preserved. There's a different kind of praise. It don't even need music. It don't need a song. You got your own song. You, you don't need nobody to pump you. There's a different kind of praise when what you saw inside has now manifested on the outside. It's a whole different, tell somebody I got a whole different kind of praise. No music, uh-uh, no music. This is authentic. Y'all do a great job. But there's a different kind of praise when God has been all you have had. When he has overturned the enemy's attempts to destroy your life, there's a different level of praise. Ah! Shekorobosha! Yes! Hallelujah. God hadn't done anything for you, then don't say nothing. But if God has been good, if God has been merciful, if God has been your provider, if he's been your guide, if he has gone to war on your behalf, refuse I refuse 
to ignore the goodness of the Lord. I refuse to act like God hasn't been. I'm not trying to pump you up, but I want you to understand that God deserves our praise. He just deserves it. He just really deserves it. Glory to God. Well, we're going to go all the way back to the beginning today. Open your Bibles to the book of Genesis. That thing is still ringing in me. I will always love you. It's just been ringing in me for about three days now. Lord have mercy. Let's take it all the way back to Genesis today. Happy New Year to all of you. So good to see you. And I, I tell you, I, I'm just happy to be here. After all that 2018 brought. <laughs> Nothing that formed prospered. Formed, he said it would form, but it didn't prosper. While you're turning there, I have a couple of announcements I want to share pastorally. First of all, Happy New Year, of course, to you. But I want to acknowledge our newly ordained and licensed ministers. Would you come up here quickly so I can acknowledge you? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I celebrate you. I celebrate you. We celebrate them today. You said, why would you be excited over them? Because when Jesus ascended on high, he dispersed gifts. Read Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. So anytime God begins to expand the leadership base of a house, it's in preparation for the harvest. It's in preparation for the harvest. And so I'm excited about our four new ministers, Minister Kendra, Randall, Jolivet, Minister Tenora, Williams, Parham, Minister Sheila Thomas, Minister Henry Thomas. Amen. Because there is, there's a lot of work that we're going to have to do in this region. And so God is just expanding. the. Um, so the fully full collar means fully ordained. That means they have the right now to do weddings, funerals, the whole gambit. The tab collar means still in training. And so they are, light, they are ordained and they are licensed, which means they can go out now and preach and do things. Amen. Not weddings and all that yet, but, but soon, the next step will be full ordination. So that's what the collars mean. Amen. But uh, bottom line, God called you and we celebrate you. We're thankful for you. Amen. Give them another hand. Thank you so much. And then we have over over 20 people in ministerial training even now. And as they finish seminary and progress, they too will be coming before you. And you say, why all these leaders? Because that's how big the job is. You can tell what how big uh, you can tell how big your job or task from the Lord is based off of what He sends to help you. Now, if you look around this room, 
Look around this room. There's some amazing people in every row. I'm talking about all of you. You are here because you have a contribution to make. Amen. And so I celebrate you and I thank God for you. Also, our um, sit down for a second. I'm sorry. Can you get the fasting chart up for me? I want to go over a few things and then I'll go into the word of the Lord. Amen. You have it. The fasting chart is on the uh, website. So this year, our fast began this morning. Amen. Some of you say, oh, it did? Yes. <laughs> so every day we'll be fasting from 6 a.m. in the morning to 6 p.m. Tell your neighbor that means you don't eat anything from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Now, if you're under doctor's care and you're taking medication and all that, check with your doctor. You may not be able to uh, totally abstain, but you may be able to give up something. Amen? Give up what you normally eat. Every day there is a prayer focus, and we want to do this on one accord. That's why it's so important. We're entering into a time of consecration. We do this every January, but we also do it every Wednesday throughout the entire year. So it's not just this one big, oh, I'm consecrated one week of the year. No, we do this as a daily part of our spiritual discipline. There you have a prayer, and I pray that you will follow this so that we'll be on one accord. Uh, today's prayer is for the nature of God to be developed in you. And then you have a scripture there, and then at the bottom there's a vision action. That's what we would like you to do that day. Don't take it lightly. Don't just read it and say, oh, okay. No, read it and do it because we're all working together to become like Christ. Amen. And so that's the whole focus. Thank you so much, Sound Booth. You are amazing. Path classes will begin on the 16th and we're looking forward to seeing you there. And also, uh, Want to find last and finally, I want to two things. I'm sorry. Want to thank you for all of the beautiful Christmas cards and and uh, thoughts of love during the Christmas season. And always remember, at minimum, always give your pastor a Christmas card at Christmas. Amen. It's just a courtesy. Um, just like children have to be taught manners by their parents, members sometimes have to be taught how to properly appreciate. They're leaders, and so at a minimum, you should have given us at least a Christmas card. It just says thank you for all that we do for you all year long. Amen, and, and I'm not fussing, I'm just teaching, because for, uh, for some people, this is their first real experience with church, and there's some protocols people don't know, but you should always give your leaders a Christmas card. It's a courtesy, and it just says thank you. Amen? And I hope all of you... I, I hope all of you got a Christmas card from us. If you did not, please let us know because you should have gotten a card from us as well. And finally, last I want to say that we are 14 weeks away from moving into our new center. <laughs> I'm going to say that over. Y'all tried. Have a seat. Have a seat. That was a delayed reaction. I know you had to move your Bible off your lap, move your phone. I know. We are 14 weeks away from moving into our new ministry center. Amen. 14 weeks away. 
We need your prayers, your participation, and also your pledges paid. Whatever promise you made, please honor that as we uh, move into what up till now has been a dream and something on paper. How many of you know God is faithful to do what he promised? And I can tell you because of the level of warfare that I've been under that the devil really is upset about all the lives, because it's always about lives, about all the lives that we're about to impact on a whole nother scale. Amen. But how many of you know, I will not take down, I will not draw back, and I'm not coming off the wall. God put us in this position, and we're going to, we're not going to let him down. Amen. Look at somebody and say, God will fight for you. Yes, he will. All right. Now let's stand and go into the book of Genesis. 14 weeks away. Saturday, April 13th at 10 a.m. will be our ribbon cutting ceremony. And Sunday, Palm Sunday, April 14th, we will be in the brand new sanctuary. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. One of the things I'm not going to do is fail to thank him. Every chance I get, I'm going to thank him because this is something he did not have to do. Amen. Glory to God. Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the earth was formless. I'm reading from NIV. I'm sorry. Now, the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the waters and God said let there be light and there was light Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 to 28 King James version and God said let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image and the image of God created he him male and female created he them. I want to minister from the theme this morning, the God, it's the God in me. Tell your neighbor what you see right now is the God in me. Father, I thank you for being created in your image. I thank you for all that that entails. And we bless you for your word right now. Open the eyes of our understanding and enlighten us. Wake us up in areas where we're asleep so that we might fully manifest your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone together said, amen. You may be seated in the Lord's beautiful presence. So the series is God's, God's image in me. Amen. I'm preaching today. It's the God in me. I want us to understand that God has created us in his image or his likeness. Tell your neighbor, I'm a chip off the old block. Tell somebody else, I look just like my daddy. I want to show how the image of God manifests itself in humanity and also to help us understand the potential that we have that we may not yet have tapped into. Amen? Amen. 
On August the 9th, 2009, a new show began to air on television called Shark Tank. On the show, budding entrepreneurs get the chance to share their creations and possibly bring their dreams to fruition and take them to a whole nother level. On this reality show, uh, from uh, executive producer Mark Burnett. How many of you have seen the show Shark Tank? Even, uh, one of our members uh, actually participated in that process. So people get to bring their creations and ideas and present them to five millionaires in the industry who happen to have made their dreams a reality and turned their dreams into lucrative empires. The contestants try to convince one of the sharks to invest money in their idea. And so we know a little something about creativity this morning. Amen. Their creativity, their creations rather, can be a vast array of items from just a simple invention to something uh, that you can wear. But all of the uh, participants come on there to try to get someone to invest in their idea. Now, we know a little something about creativity this morning. How many of you have ever used a coat hanger for a television antenna? Uh-huh. Some of you are too young to remember that, but there was a time where back in the day where the television wouldn't work unless you had an antenna, and sometimes the antenna would get bent or broken or just not work, and we would go right in the closet and get a coat hanger, twist it apart, Put it in the TV and it will work. So look at your neighbor say, I can be creative. I'm going to go one more. This is going way back too. How many of you ever had your mom do your hair and she didn't have any rollers in the house and she would say, go in that kitchen, get me a brown paper bag, strip that thing in some strips for me. Some of y'all have no idea what I'm talking about. How many of you ever had your hair rolled with brown paper bags? <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So we know a little something about being creative, but where does all that creativity come from? How does a carnal mind come up with such witty inventions and time-saving ideas? In fact, we often crack on the infomercials um, when they come on TV, and I'll tell the family, I'll say, but wait. If you order today, and then a few minutes later, it'll say, but wait, if you order. And so we, we, we kind of laugh, but really those are imaginations that those are items that started in the imagination of somebody's mind. Family, the answer is simple. We are made in the image of God. We are made in his likeness. We are a, and I know some of you, I'm trying to expand your mindset. I'm trying to upgrade your thinking so that you can really walk into your purpose because before you can walk something out, your mind has to embrace it. Come on, before you can move into a mall, you, your mind has to say it's okay to do that. And before you can be who you are, you have to believe that you can be that and believe that it's okay to be that. Before you can have victory, you have to believe you can have victory. The only thing keeping some people from walking in victory is their mindset. 
I told you before, your mindset is very important because you have to live out of it. You have to make decisions out of it. You have to try or not try out of it. So we're made in the image of God. We are, listen to this, we are a representation of the external form of him. We, listen to these synonyms. We are made in his likeness. We have a resemblance to him. We favor him. We are a visual representation of him in the earth. We are a tangible representation of him. Image, according to the dictionary, is a reproduction or imitation of the form, help me Holy Ghost, of the form of a person or a thing. It's especially an imitation in solid form. God is a spirit, but we are here in solid form. We are a solid form representation of God. Now, some of you can't, you are, you done checked out our race. She done gone too far. Now she tries to say we like God. That's exactly what I'm not stuttering trying to say. We are made in the image of God. And we ought to be glad about that because while we aren't God and can't do everything he does, there are some things that he does that we also can do. There are some qualities that he has that we also possess but some of us are not woke yet, so we don't even know we can do that. So we don't even use that or try that because we don't know we have that. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, I am a visible representation of God. Tell someone else, I favor him. Tell one more person, I'm made in his likeness. That means you favor him, and it also means you have some qualities and functions just like him in very specific ways. Now, we must understand that while God created man in his image and likeness, the Hebrew word for create in verse 1 is bara. It means something out of nothing. Is there anybody in the room that can just be honest and say, God made something out of nothing when he put his hands on me? I was on my way to hell and turn up my own life. I didn't even really need the devil to help me and God reached down, got a hold of me, turned me around, put me on the right path and now he has made something out of nothing. Didn't have any joy, now full of joy. Didn't have any peace, now full of peace. Didn't have any focus, now full of focus. Didn't have any purpose, or at least not aware of it, now full of purpose, have direction and headed in a very specific. Something out of nothing. Man, God made us in his image and likeness, but man lost that image when he fell into sin. Here's the good news. Jesus came to earth to paralyze the devil. That's good news. Look at your neighbor say to shut him down, to shut him out, to make him pointless. Jesus came to earth to paralyze the devil and restore back to man everything that Adam lost in the fall. Yeah. 
This is why there was such a fight at Calvary. This was what the fight was all about. It was about restoring to us function at a higher level of life than sin dictated. It was about making sure that the sins that used to have me bound, I now stand on top of. It was about the ability to tell my strongholds so long, bye-bye. It was about the ability to have a choice and to whether I want to live in sin or come up and be upgraded and walk in the spirit. Jesus was all about restoring the image that was lost. So through the reality of the new creation, somebody say, I'm a new creature in Christ. We get back the image of God. It is in redemption that God puts his super on our natural and we are able again to function in the supernatural. Tell your neighbor, I live and I function in the supernatural. So in our text this morning, we see several things happening. In our text for this morning's celebration, we see God speaking to formless things. We see him speaking to empty places. And we see him, next slide, speaking to the darkness. Keep going for me. Keep one more time. Thank you so much. One more time. There we go. We see him speaking. Amen. So I, my job this morning is to help you understand what you're working with. My job this morning is to get you to stop focusing on what's happening to you and around you and to focus on what's happening within you. I came to unleash the potential down on the inside of you that you may not have realized you had. A mother pulled up to the house from work one day and she came in the kitchen and her son was in there with a butter knife trying to put something together that he had taken out of the box. And he was toiling with the Patricia and turning it and trying. And then the mother said, what are you trying to do? He said, I'm trying to put this together. She said, well, well what are you using? He said, a butter knife. She said, well, there's a Phillips screwdriver right in the drawer. And so he was working much harder than he had to because he had the wrong tools because he didn't really know that what he needed was right in the drawer. Tell your neighbor, say, what I need is right inside of me. Some of us are working too hard because we don't understand that we're made in the image of God. You're trying, you're wasting time and frustrated trying to make stuff happen that all you needed to do was speak. All you needed to do was say it and God would bring it to pass. All you not got to do is follow the example. God moved upon darkness and said, let there be notice when he spoke to the situation he never acknowledged the darkness the emptiness he never mentioned it he simply spoke the solution what would happen if we spent more time speaking the solution as opposed to talking about our problem 
God says, I'm not going to waste time talking about what the earth looks like because I have the ability to just fix it real quick. Let there be light. And the scripture, Shanae, says, and there was light. What do you need to say? What do you need to speak? What do you need to speak into existence? One thing I've learned about life, I'm not here to let life act on me. I'm here to tell life, this is how we're going to do this. I'm here to wake up each morning and say, this is how this is going to go. We're about to have a good day. We're about to walk in victory today. We're about to bring God glory today. We're about to kick the devils behind today. waste time talking about what the devil's doing. I see the pump trying it, but I already been told that he would try to form some stuff. All I have to do is speak the opposite of what he's doing. That's all I have to do. Now, some of you, your intellect is going to struggle with this because you're going to say, well, that's ridiculous. Well, it might be, but I'm getting results. I can prove it to you. I spoke them all into my life, and it's here. I heard the critics, she ain't going to get it. It ain't going to work out. You know what? I don't have time to argue with you. Let there be a mall in my life. And there was a mall. What do you need to speak? What do you need to call in? What in your life do you need to talk to? Look at your neighbor and say, it might look crazy, but it works. Because God cannot lie. We were created in his image. God has the ability to speak things. And, if, and when we speak, if what we speak is according to his will, the devil better move over. I told the devil, I said, you, have, you, need, you should have learned by now to stay out of my way. Because once I get a hold to a promise of God, I will steamroll right over top of you. Come on here, somebody. But you have to know what you're working with. God does not have favorites. He just has children. So the first thing the Lord did was he spoke. I want you to know that you can speak to the formless areas in your life. Formless means, of course, without a clear, definite shape or structure. Formless, without a clear. Are there any formless areas in your life? I know most people are not going to be honest right here because, you know, you look all holy and everything. But are there any places in your life where you still need clarity? Does part of your dream right now look like a nightmare? Does part of your dream look like it's so far off in the distance that it's moving away from you instead of toward you? Sometimes I'm in a situation where I have several great things facing me and I need the wisdom of God to find out, God, which one of these is you? 
It's not that we're always in trouble. Sometimes we have several. One, I, one time I had three different awesome opportunities staring me in the face. Sin wasn't involved. The devil up wasn't involved. Some of you think you only need God in bad times. Baby, you need him 24 and 7. Because I had three opportunities facing me, and I had to cry out, God, these all look good, but which one is you? Two of them are a good idea. One of them is the God idea. Will the real God idea please stand up? Why do you want to know his will, preacher? Because I don't want to be three years into something and find out I should have took the other one. I'm not getting younger. I'm getting more seasoned. I don't have time now to do something for five years and figure out that wasn't the right one. I need to know right off the bat, is this the direction? I, sh I don't want to waste time with something that was good when I could have had the God. shapeless and formless are there any areas in your life that are vague in fact the will of God for your life starts out vague you just feel a little something you can't even articulate it you can't describe it you come and meet with me and you sit there and get all tongue-tied you say pastor I don't even know what I'm trying to say I understand baby that's the vague will of God it's when you first realize something's in there for real it's when you first realize that there's a potential that you can live higher and better than you're currently. It's when you realize that you're about to move from existence to life. It's when what you see, you can't even describe it. So it comes out tears. It comes out frustration. You say, I did it's when you get the ugly cry because you can't give voice to what you're seeing it's shapeless it's formless it doesn't look like anything you've seen before you don't even know what to do with it you don't know what to call it First uh, James chapter one and verse five says this. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given you. God doesn't criticize you for needing his wisdom. And God doesn't criticize you for needing his help. Now, this is a little easier for women, and you know I'm pro-male, so take this in the right heart. It's a little easier for women because we'll cry on each other. We'll try to, we'll, we're talkative. Girl, I just don't, I just feel it so, I just, how do you do it? Brothers, they real cool. A brother will suffer in silence and not tell another brother he's hurting for years. The brothers ain't smiling at me right now. They were taught to keep it cool. Be a man, be strong, don't cry. They were, they were taught some things that caused them to be boxed in. Sometimes you need a good cry because it just brings cleansing. I got to crying Friday night at the service and I was sitting between two strangers. I was like, oh, 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 oh. 
I felt so stupid. I really wanted to go. Sometimes you need to get it out just like that. Why? Because I can't articulate what's going on. I just know there's a bigger life on the inside of me than the one I'm living. And every now and then it makes me weep and cry. Why? Because I'm trying to give birth to something I don't even understand. I'm trying to give birth to something that I can't even articulate. I would ask you to touch and agree with me, but I don't even know what to tell you to pray with me for. I just know something's growing and I know it ain't me. I know it's bigger than I could think. It's exceeding and abundantly above all I could have asked or thought. God says, don't worry about it. Speak to it. Speak to that thing. Say, whatever you are and whatever you intend to be, come forth. Come on, look at your neighbor. Say, you want to tell the will of God? Come with it. Come and bring it. Jeremiah 33 and 3 says, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Now, prideful people don't get a lot of help from God because they know it all. Even in their prayer time, God's trying to speak and they still run their mouth. If you're prideful, you'll never get answers because you won't ask. Because you think you got it all together. But God says, uh-uh, call unto me. I'll show you great and mighty things which you don't even know. You didn't know you could be that awesome coming from that family you came from. You didn't know you had all that. In. You didn't know there was a businessman on the inside. I've been waiting. Give you ideas in your sleep that'll make you millions of dollars. Have two million dollar ideas I'm developing right now. Two. Woke up out of my sleep. I said, ooh, start writing. I'm looking forward to the day when I can come in here and say, said the captain's free, I don't need no salary anymore. That's what I'm working to. You can take my paycheck and put it in the offering. And Elder Keith recorded that. Oh, we about to have a board meeting this week. Pastor, you working on that idea? <laughs> but God speaks to formless things. Secondly, you got to learn to speak to your empty places. Now, the earth was formless and empty. Empty means not filled or occupied, but it also means lacking meaning. At no time is there, hear me, at no time, I'm a former science teacher, hear me, at no time is there anything in life that God created that lacks meaning. I'm going to say that again. I just like how it sounded. At no time is there anything in life that God created that lacks meaning. God doesn't ad lib. 
everything he made has purpose. Watch this. The will of God for your life will satisfy you from the inside out. But sometimes we find ourselves in a place of emptiness, feeling like we lack meaning, feeling like we don't know what to do next, feeling like we are not sure what our next step is, because what we need to do is activate the image of God within us. It was Augustine of Hippo who said it this way. He said, in, 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 wait a minute, thou hast, I love this, we, we talked about this a lot in seminary, thou hast made us for thyself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it finds its rest in thee. Carl Sagan said it this way, in all our searching, the only thing we found that makes the emptiness bearable is each other. Tell your neighbor, be careful what you fill your emptiness with. Be careful what you try to put in that void that God intentionally created that will only house him. Because that void, if you don't address it, it doesn't go away, but it gets larger as you mature. And that void is the thing that will cause you to walk through life saying stuff like, you know, I just, I feel like something missing in my life. You think maybe. I just, I just, it's something just, I don't know, I can't explain it, but I just don't feel fulfilled. You think maybe. If we choose, listen, to be conformed to the world as opposed to activating the image of God within us, we will end up with a worldly worldview and not a godly one. We will see life through the eyes of a temporary earthly existence and experience instead of through the spirit. And when we see life through the eyes of a temporary earthly experience, we'll begin to chase after stuff in order to try to fill that. Some people try to fill that empty place with another person. And their theology goes like this. If I can't have you. Because it's really not a love relationship. It is need based. I need you so I can feel like somebody. I need you on my arm. I need my eye candy so I have the respect and the admiration of my boys. I need. No, you don't love me. That's a need you have. Because love doesn't seek to destroy another human being. It ain't cute that he came past your job trying to see who you eat lunch with. That is a flag. It ain't cute that he wants to check your cell phone every night and see who you've been interacting with. That is a red flag. It is a sign of abuse and control that is inevitably a part of your future if you don't disconnect. Some of us fell out empty with our job. Just working hours and hours. And hear me, it's nothing wrong with enjoying your job. I enjoy mine. But I know when it's time to punch out and go home. <laughs> she just got here, but my granddaughter got a cell phone for Christmas. 
Jesus. So I'm at the pastors and the leadership conference yesterday with Bishop, and I get a text from Natty. What time you coming home? Everything in me wanted to say, girl, you just got here. So instead of staying and having lunch with the pastors and all of that, I had to tip out. I said, I got to go because I've got I've to go spend some quality time with my granddaughter. So we got to the nail place and the lady said, your feet look like they knew. I said, yeah, I had them done last week, but I'm getting them done with her today. They were looking puzzled. I said, quality time. She's like, oh, 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 oh. You cut your nail down, they already cut down, right. Just change the color. Just change the color for me. Cause I gotta sit in this chair next to her and show her how to become a lady. All my time can't be spent at the church because that's a lack of balance. So then she's like, Gandy, can I get my nails done too? I said, sure, going on over there. The lady said, you need your nails? I said, I just got them done. I'm all right. Your nails are done? Yes. We good. We good. Thank you. Because when my grandchild reaches out and says, I want your time, I'm not going to ignore that. Because if I don't fill that space, I don't want YouTube raising my granddaughter. I don't want the television raising my child. Go sit over there and watch TV. Not, nah, don't go sit and watch TV. I have some things, Stephanie, to impart to you. I want to make sure that when I close my eyes and go back to glory, that you know how to cook, that you know how to be a lady, that you know how to put the right, help me right here, under clothes on, under your attire. I want to make sure you know how to carry yourself like a lady genie and that you don't wear a red bra under a white shirt. And leopard drawers under white pants. I want to make sure you know how to get fitted for a bra so your girls aren't dipping to the south, but they up north. We don't have a commotion. See, we're not teaching basics anymore because we too busy. If we don't, Except the script that God has written for us. Life will give you a script. This modern day music has our young men disrespecting our young women. This modern day music has our young women thinking if their clothes ain't tight, they're not dressed. This modern day music. It's a temporal worldview. 
as I close, 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 to 17 puts it all in perspective. It says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father, but is of the world and the world passeth away and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Empty occurs when we are filled with something other than God. I know ain't nobody going to answer me right here, but have you ever gotten caught up on something other than the will of God and it took you off track for a moment? Have you ever found yourself somewhere and you had to say, how did I get here? Can I just find five honest people that can say, Pastor, I've been caught up before? Now, here's the good news. Even when you find yourself in a place of emptiness, that's not the end of your story because you have been made in the image of God. You are made in his likeness. You favor him. You function like him. And if you find yourself in a place of emptiness, all you have to do is start speaking meaning into your empty places. All you have to do is begin to operate in faith by agreeing with what God says about you. All you have to remind yourself is that the joy of the Lord is your strength. If you feel empty, all you have to do is remind yourself that you were created for a purpose and that you're not just here. God says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. So preacher, what do I do with my emptiness? Speak to it. Speak to it commanded to be gone in the name of Jesus I bind emptiness God and I thank you that I'm filled from the inside out I'm filled with joy I'm filled with love I'm filled oh it sounds silly but it works I'm full of peace I'm full of joy I'm full of everything God that you said I could have in this existence I'm full of it tell somebody I'm full of it You can break through a bad mood with a good praise. Why do you think we try to get you to praise so much? Because when I take the platform on Sunday morning, the first thing I do is kneel and pray. And the second thing I do is check the atmosphere. And I can tell when there's enough people in the room that don't realize what they're working with. Not using their tools of praise. Let me tell you something. You can be depressed. And, and listen, praise will break through depression. All you have to do is begin to think about how good God has been to you and depression will leave your presence. All you have to do is remind yourself of all the good things that God is doing, has done, will do, and it'll break that bad mood right out of you. You can't be sad and happy at the same time. It's the devil's job to make you forget all the good things that God has done for you. But it's your job to speak to it. It's your job to speak to it. It's your job to remind yourself emptiness. You got to go because I'm the redeemed of the Lord. Ain't nothing empty about me.
Say, I know who I am. Don't confuse cockiness with confidence. Cocky means I'm trusting in my own strength. I don't have that. But confidence means I know who I belong to and I know what he's capable of and I trust him to do exactly what he said. He's in court with one out members. And I was testifying on his behalf and the attorney turned around and told the family, she's arrogant. It put me in a whole nother mode. I hadn't mentioned my degrees or anything yet. I started right down. Yes, I have a degree from Oxford University in England. Had to check him. Because he didn't understand he was dealing with the redeemed of the Lord. Don't let people devalue you. You got to let them know. You better look past me and see that I belong to the Holy Ghost. Don't treat me any kind of way. It is to your advantage to respect me because I'm not alone. I have backup that your eyes can't even see. And lastly, I'm trying to get there. Somebody say lastly. Kind of speak light to the dark places in your life. This then, 1 John 1 5, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. John chapter 8 and verse 12, then spake Jesus again unto them saying, I am the light of the world. Somebody say, I'm the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have light. Now, you have to understand in terms of physics, darkness is, it has limited light sources. Darkness makes things hard to see. In actuality, and I got this from Bishop yesterday, Bishop was teaching us that darkness doesn't really exist. Darkness is simply the absence of light. And so a lot of the dark places in you are really how your life looks. That's not really how your future, it's just an absence of light. It's an absence of revelation. It's an absence of information. It's not that you're in darkness, it's that you need more light. All you need is God to speak one word can totally change the trajectory of your future, the trajectory of your faith. One word from God. That's why when God saw the condition of earth, he couldn't take it. He said, let there be light. Nothing can be done in this darkness. I need there to be light. Why? Light makes everything clear. Light makes everything visible. Light keeps deception from operating. The only time the devil tricks you is when you don't have enough light in the subject that you're dealing in. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Stop waiting on a book to fall off the shelf and hit you in your head. Seek me and you'll find me when you seek me with all of your heart. You need it. You got questions? God has answers. See, some of us have darkness because we ain't got no word. 
Uh-huh, I'm going to be the horse right here. Some of us have darkness because we don't know what the path is. We ain't never been to a path class. At the new members class, we shut it down. And that's exactly how you look. And don't give me that one. I study at home. Who's the teacher? You? I wouldn't have a job if you didn't need to be taught. I wouldn't have a job if you could stay home and teach yourself. I'm a self-taught believer. Mm, looks like it. I ain't submitting to nobody. I tell you one thing. I don't do church. I can tell. I've been to a few of them and they wasn't all that. Because you ain't all that. You drew to what you are. Yeah, but your hind parts won't come up in nothing where the Holy Ghost is for real. I dare you to come up in somewhere where the word is going forth and the Holy Ghost is for real. I bet you won't come up in that. Mother, I was at the market one day. And a lady, she was so sweet, Gloria. She came up to me. She said, how you doing? I said, how you? Is you better care? And I said, huh, how you doing? Yeah, I watch you on TV sometimes. I said, oh, have you ever, you have a church home? No. I said, have you ever visited? No, I ain't ready for your church yet. <laughs> it was really a compliment. What she was saying was, I think if I come up in there, I'm going to have to live something for real. And, and seriously, I don't want all that yet. So I'm going to stay where I'm at. And one day I might try to come visit. It was a compliment. What she was saying was, I'm, you know, I don't mind churching, but I ain't trying to really get settled in no way. I mean, I ain't trying to get right with God. I just like gospel music. exactly it didn't even offend me in fact it was an honor I said well baby when you feel led I said but don't let the devil trick you I ain't coming up in there because I heard you go up in there you better go up in there right you right from the pulpit to the door we try to live this thing for real I refuse to spend this much time in church and be playing are you serious I could be bowling I could be flying around the country watching Golden State play. I, if I'm going to play, I'm going to play. But if I'm going to serve God, I'm going to serve God. Whenever I'm trying to close, this is a greedy church, I'm trying to close. Whenever we end up in darkness, it's because we need the light of his word. There's no substitute for the word of God. But whenever, wherever the spirit of the Lord is, light comes. We end up in limited, we end up in darkness rather, when we have limited light sources. Help me here, Holy Ghost. Self-deception is the unwillingness to face the truth. It is when we cut off our sources of light that would help us get free that the darkness is able to have its way with us. Now lastly, notice here, the word create is never used, I love this, and I'm closing, with any reference to materials. <laughs> Nothing here says God made the clouds out of. 
Nothing here says God took put two two gases together and rolled them around and threw them to the earth. No, oh, we got a tree. <laughs> the only time materials are mentioned is when it comes to us. The dust of the earth. What am I saying? As I close, help me close, Holy Ghost, help me close. Don't wait for everything in your life to be perfect before you start speaking. The whole purpose of you being made in his image and having the ability to speak is to be able to call things that don't even exist into your space. It's the ability to see furniture show up that you didn't even pray about getting yet. It's the ability to have favor upon your life so that what you're not able to do, people have the favor to do it for you. I got to give you this and I'm done, I promise. The only way, help me God, to defeat a system is to create a system that's superior to it. I, I got to say it again. I'm trying to help our men right here. The only way to defeat a system is to create a system superior to it. The only way to defeat a system is to create a system superior to it. We are in the world, but we're not of it. Don't get distracted and caught up by how life is. Because this is not the system that you operate in. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.